everyone, and uh, welcome back to Thinline Believers. Uh, we we took the week off last week for Mother's Day, and just to let you guys be with family and and to to get caught up on on the podcast uh, more than anything. I know there are some some guys that I have talked to that are a few behind, so we thought we'd uh, we'd take a break <clears throat> and just allow for some family time and all that. So. Hope you guys had a blessed week with family, uh, with mothers, wives, uh, whoever you spent it with. Um, as we rolled kind of through into this week, uh, it was actually National uh, Police Week, really. Um, just kind of a memorial week for, for the police officers out there and uh, sheriff's deputies and, and those that, that serve alongside of us there. And uh, so hopefully you were able to um, maybe attend a memorial or... We're able to take part in some kind of uh, services for that uh, this last week. So uh, this week has been a busy week here in Salem. Um, we ended up having uh, an officer, a female officer, uh, who got shot uh, multiple times on a traffic stop, uh, which led into uh, a big track uh, to try and apprehend uh, the fellow that did it, and ultimately uh, ended up in his custody. So. My thought kind of went to um, when tragedy strikes. Uh, you know, how does how does that look for us as Christians um, and as Christ followers? You know, and then kind of dovetailing that into <clears throat> you know the reason for trials in our lives. Um, you know, we we get into these these moments in time, and we have a hard time grasping sometimes how how this could be part of God's plan, how this could be something that's um, supposed to bring us closer to him uh, when these these times are, are such that, um, you know, the pain, the suffering, the questions, the hurt, um, the despair that happen seem to, to drive us in the opposite direction sometimes, um, just not, not leaning towards Christ and leaning towards, towards God, but of falling away and blaming them for for what these things are. So um, I put some thought into this, and you know, I thought before facing a major trial, um, most Christians, most followers of Christ, seem to to believe they have a pretty good grasp on Romans chapter five verses three and four, and can easily apply it in their lives when a difficult time comes. If you're not familiar with the verses, uh, it says not only so. But we also glory in our sufferings, because we know that sufferings produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope. You know, and when those times come, when we face these, um, you know, everything changes. Um, maybe we experience the loss of a loved one, start having problems in our marriage, or get a phone call from a doctor saying you have cancer. You know, it's in these moments that we often realize how weak we are. And those can be some dark times, right? But in these moments, we have a choice. We can turn our backs on Christ, run from reality, or accept that our circumstances are from God. We have to persevere. We have to trust that God, who knows the number of hairs on our heads, cares enough about us to take care of us no matter what. We have to remind ourselves that each morning, you know, that this these things can come, these 
trials, these tragedies can come. And every day that we endure these trials, we grow in our ability to persevere through difficult times. Persevering is something, you know, we're, we're commanded to do often in, in Scripture. So growing in perseverance is nothing to take lightly. Paul tells us that, perse- uh, that perseverance we gain from suffering also produces character. As we face our suffering and live through them, we become stronger people. We develop firm beliefs and we're reminded of our own strength. People who have endured uh, suffering can be less easily swayed by the opinions of others. They can persevere through difficult moral conflicts and temptations because they have persevered through struggles, through tragedy, through trauma. That's a, that's a huge gift that each of us receives as we go through storms in our lives. I mean, just think about the times that you've gone through, um, whether it be injuries on duty, whether it be traumatic events on duty, whether it be a family member dying, cancer in your life or a loved one's life, how you navigated that and think about the person who you were coming out on the, the back end of those trials when they were when they were completed, however that looked. We have hope for the future and for each day because we know that our God is watching out for us. And Paul tells us this hope will not disappoint. All of our suffering is ultimately producing a hope that is fulfilled every day in Jesus. <clears throat> As I thought about this, um, I know I've shared a couple times just briefly about you know the death of, of my brothers um, going on you know 10 years ago now and just the the season that I went through and that my family went through during those times and I thought I I thought I'd share the full story today just to give some perspective on <clears throat> on where I've come from and where I am today you know feeling like I can I can get on these podcasts with you guys and hopefully give you some encouragement and some, you know, some tools and, and just some ways to work through and lean on the Lord and, and to work through those, those times in your lives. Back in uh, October of, of 2009, um, I, I just, you know, I started out the day, you know, it was a normal day. And, you know, I went to work, uh, I was working as a downtown enforcement officer, you know, and, uh, normally we'd, we'd sign on and we'd get our briefing done and it was about noon when we'd come on and me and a friend of mine and partner of mine, Chad would normally grab something to eat, you know, right out the gate just cause we'd stay busy down there and we want to make sure we ate something, you know, during the day. And so we sometimes would head out to Taco Del Mar and we'd grab a, a burrito or a taco or whatever it is that we were going to grab. And we had done that again that day. And I didn't normally sign on to the computer, um, <clears throat> when we were going to do that. I mean, we'd have the radio on in case something happened, but we normally wait to get back to our office to sign on. And that day, um, I happened to, to sign into the computer and we'd grab something to eat and we were just coming back towards downtown 
uh, here in Salem when uh, I saw a call come onto the screen and it was an unconscious person. And I normally just click on, you know, the call and just see what it's about. And as I read across the screen, I, I noticed the address and I noticed it being the address, the street where my brother lived. And as a little bit of a backstory, my, my brother, um, struggled with, with alcohol, um, very heavily the, the previous few years, um, before this incident and it really gone downhill, but, uh, I didn't think that, that the time would, would be coming for his passing. Um, you know, I see people on the streets working as a, a police officer who drink themselves, you know, almost into a coma every day and just continue to live. And, and there are people who, who I have uh, had contact with now for 15 years who have lived that lifestyle. Uh, my brother's struggle, um, have the heavy struggle with it, uh, was about four or five years in at this point. And so as I read across the screen there, I saw that the address was on the same street that he, he was living on in a house. And I didn't know the, the numbers to his house. I mean, I knew how to get there. I, I didn't remember the address numbers. <clears throat> so I opened up the call and, uh, I saw that, that, uh, the, the person who was there, um, was reporting that her son, uh, who at the time was a 38 year old, um, was unconscious and that she believed he was dead. And it was at that time that, that it really hit me because that was, you know, that was my, the age of my brother and, um, at the time. And, and so it hit me that, you know, this, this could very well be my brother and it probably was my brother. So I, I, uh, started out going to the call. I even dispatched on it. And, uh, as I was getting closer to the call, um, I had a supervisor come up on the air and tell me that, uh, not to go to the call. And, uh, I looked at my, my partner, Chad, and I said, Hey, um, I understand. And if you want me to let you out, uh, you can get out and, but I'm going to go to the call. And he, uh, he said, no, I'm coming with you. And so we continued on. And as we got closer, I saw, uh, an ambulance that was pulling away that was not pulling away with their lights on. Um, like they were taking somebody to the hospital, but was just leaving the scene. And, uh, it was at that point that, that I knew my brother was dead, um, just with the experience that I had and, you know, just knowing that they would be leaving with lights on if somebody was potentially in there and, and potentially alive. So, uh, I arrived at the scene and, um, walked up to the house and saw that, uh, the fire, uh, fire department was still there with, with their personnel and walked in the house and, and saw my mom in there with a couple firefighters around here, just in an absolute mess. Looked at my mom and, and she turned to me and just sobbing said, Matt's dead. And, you know, I, I, I kept it together pretty good for a little bit there. I told her, I know, um, I know he's dead and comforted her for a while. Um, she had already called my dad. So my dad was on his way and, um, you know, it was, it was one of those times where 
It was all kind of a blur at first. I went into work mode, didn't let myself feel. Went into comforting my mom, trying to protect her. And uh, my dad showed up. And there were a couple other officers there, uh, somebody who was in training and a, and a sergeant um, who I actually work for now. <clears throat> they were there uh, to take the call and do the investigation. And I went out to meet my dad in the front yard when he got out of his truck and um, hugged him and embraced him. And he decided that, okay, he was going to go see Matt and I hadn't seen Matt, but I had asked the guys on scene um, how bad it was, and they said, you don't want to see him. So I tried to protect my dad. I uh, tried to keep my dad from his son, which is not something that now I know is, is something that could ever happen, right? And uh, me and my dad actually almost went to to blows. He almost fought me in the front yard in uniform because I was trying to keep him from, from what I knew he wouldn't be able to unsee based on what, you know, the guys on scene were telling me after a brief struggle, I, I let him in and, uh, he went in and dropped down, uh, in the bathroom where my brother was and sobbed. It was at that point that everything was so overwhelming. I, I let myself go. I went out back, uh, you know, broke down myself and, uh, Chad, my partner came out and uh, was with me during that time, and it was, you know, one of those, one of those instances that you you never you never forget. There are those ones that happen on duty that you don't forget that and that stay with you um, when it's somebody else, when it's not a family member, when it's not your family going through it. But uh, it becomes a whole nother level when it is your family. Uh, when it is your loved one, you know, that, that you're dealing with. Um, so yeah, we, we worked through that. I had, I had some real difficult times grasping, um, that this could be God's will, that this could be what he had planned for, for my brothers who, for my brother, who was, uh, a successful guy. He was a district attorney at one point, uh, deputy district attorney, um, trying sex crimes cases. I mean, just was a, a loving guy and just could not overcome his his demons, if you will, and his addiction. It was about uh, <clears throat> five weeks later that uh, I got a call uh, just as I was preparing to go to work that uh, my then 40-year-old brother, Kevin, uh, had also died. And um, just just the... Uh, the sheer lost feeling of your two older brothers dying within that period of time. Um, you know, I had that, that decision at that point. I wasn't really big into my faith at that point. Uh, I was just starting to develop it again. So you could, you could understand how that might do something to a developing faith and how it could drive somebody away, how it could, make you abandon building that that faith and having that walk at that time and there were many times I I cried out and I shook my fist at at God and swore at him and all of those things um but there was a time when I was on the the kitchen floor in my house at the time and 
it's just a dark, just nasty time in my life. And um, I was sitting there and, you know, contemplating life and how he could do these things and what the next step was for me. And I, I audibly heard somebody in my house say, get up. And it, the only, the only person I could, I could imagine it could be, would be God, you know, giving me the strength to get up and to push on and to lean on him and my relationship with, with him and with Corey, uh, my wife and with, you know, building that faith and through that perseverance that, that I had to face during that time. And, you know, knowing that, that these things are, are there to, to build us, to build our perseverance, to build our strength, to be able to walk through these times with other people. Um, like I learned in joining the trauma team, uh, with our police department. So I took a look at, you know, myself and over time, um, you know, my faith grew and grew and I was able to use these tools to, to help others, um, as they walk through these times, you know, and there were some verses, um, that I held on to throughout these times and, and that I hope you guys, if you haven't heard them already, uh, that you can hold on to them as well and that you can use them in times, um, of trauma, of tragedy that you may face, whether it be on, off duty, whatever that may look like. Um, the book of John chapter 16 verses 33 states, I have said these things to you that in me, in me, you may have peace in the world. You will have tribulation, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Psalm chapter 34 verse 18. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He saves those whose spirits are crushed. Psalm chapter 46, verses 1 through 3. God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with, with their surging. Psalm 121, 1 and 2. I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my heart, my help come from? My help come f comes from the Lord, who made heaven and earth. James chapter one, two through four. I've I've used and I've um, quoted this one quite a bit as we've talked uh, on the podcast. Consider, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Because you know that the testing of your faith produces per perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and com complete, not lacking anything. There are so many of these verses uh, in the Bible that, that point to the fact that we're going to have these trials. We're going to have these times. We're going we're gonna to have to work through tragedy and trauma. You know, I think of, I think of my fellow officers, um, you know, this last week and, 
you know, the, the female officer who was shot and her sergeant hu- husband who works for the same department here and how they must feel um, having had that overlap between work and between family and just the the outcry of support, the the officers, the many agencies that came to help in the search and, and um, location, location of that, that suspect in that shooting. But hoping that above all else that they they're able to to lean on the Lord um, and able to find that peace in the end that the Lord can only give us. If you're going through you know times like that right now uh, in your life, uh, if you've had a traumatic event, a tragedy happen recently, lean on the Lord, um, pray to Him, call out to Him. He's there for you. I can tell you that personally. Find that time in your day to to dedicate to to talking to Him, uh, to praying to Him. So that you may build that perseverance, you may build that that hope in Christ, knowing that that He is there and He's He's does not abandon you. He does not does not leave you in those times. Wrapping up, if there's anything that that Adam or I can do uh, to help you through those times, to give you some guidance, um, please reach out to us. If there's something that we can pray for you for, uh, please let us know. Hope that. Uh, that this podcast this week um, has been able to speak to you. Uh, I try and be as as open and as transparent as I can uh, in my feelings and in my experiences and in in my walk with Christ to to hopefully benefit you guys and gals that that tune in. So have a blessed week, and uh, we will get back with you this next week. If there's anything that we can do for you, let us know.